from Manny. He would have worked on self-development sooner, tried to suck up more of that wisdom earlier in his career. He created Dream Funded, again, over $35 million, both from both accredited and non-accredited investors raised through his platform. He's in a unique position in that folks who are non-accredited can choose to go put up 10 bucks, 100 bucks, or a very small amount of money into ideas that they like. A great way for new companies that are maybe not right for venture capital to go in here and raise money. This is episode 707. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from Asaf Resnick. He's raised $35 million to tell IT departments which alerts are important and which ones are noise. But first, here's today's episode. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hey guys, Nathan Lacka here. My guest this morning is Nanny Fernandez. He's a Stanford University educated angel investor, serial entrepreneur, and best selling author featured on CNBC's Make Me a Millionaire Inventors premiere episode. He's been successfully investing in his own ideas as well as taking companies from startup to exit. Recently, he was named by Inc. Magazine as one of the 33 entrepreneurs to watch in 2016. All right, Manny, are you ready to take us to the top? Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yep. Thanks for coming on. So, you know, obviously the bio talked a lot about best-selling author, angel investor, et cetera, but tell us when you actually were in the mud, what was your first company? Oh, my first company was really just a, uh, property. You know, I bought an investment property at the age of 20 and it was really screwed up. So, uh, but it was really, uh, profitable after it was fixed. And so what is profitable? What was like monthly cash flow? It was a six-figure transaction, so it was something I bought and rehabbed, and then later later uh, resold. And then um, I realized that I wanted to go from one property to ten, and one of the things that's going to stop me was access to private capital. So that was one of the uh, things early on that I wanted to figure out. Okay, so when you say now you're an angel investor, what what kinds of companies are you investing in? Um, primarily high tech companies. So our most notable investment that I still have on um, is Cash Rabbit. Mm-hmm. You said early- you said our most valuable investment. Tell me about what R means. What have you built? Say that again. You said our most valuable investment has been Task Rabbit. So who are the other people? What what does R mean? Oh, I'm I'm a founder of SF Angels Group. We're 32 members. We focus on um, primarily companies in San Francisco. So I use the word R instead of I a lot to give credit to others because the deal flow comes from others. Um, and so why would an entrepreneur angel, angel groups get a bad rap sometimes? Why would, why would someone like you participate in an angel group versus just being an LP in one of these other funds? The cost is uh, prohibitive for many. So many of the, the funds are $250,000 per year. And uh, so it's pretty expensive for most people and they have to be invited to get involved and the, um, you're also pushing the decisions on the general partner to find it, the opportunities and invest. As an angel, you are finding the deal flow and working with others, and you're making a smaller contra- you know, investment of twenty five to 50000 mm-hmm. as a group, each coming together. And, um, so you can pick and choose, and you can mentor the entrepreneur. 
what do you mean when you say uh, these the larger funds charge 250 grand per year? You mean the minimum investment is 250 grand per year? Yes, if you're allowed in, the minimum investment is two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get involved. Got it. And so, how, I mean, I imagine you know every entrepreneur they want to go raise from you know Kleiner or Bessemer, or et cetera, et cetera. I mean, how do you guys stay competitive when it comes to getting great deal flow? Maybe share the Task Rabbit story. How'd that land in your lap? Oh, an angel that's a member of SF Angels was a early investor in Task Rabbit. They were doing the next round, and I was invited to be a part of it. So I brought Dream Funded members to be an investor in the fund that we had set up specifically for it. Okay, and and what is this actually? What's the what's the uh, tactical execution of many angels from your fund going into one company? Do you actually form a syndicate and an LLC to hold that money, or do all of you guys end up on the cap table at the company? It depends on the company. Sometimes we come together as individuals and. Or, or we create a single-purpose vehicle for that company, and then we invest together, and the entrepreneur receives one check. And then how do you measure, like, you know, VC, you know, folks, we obviously hear about them in the press when they say, this company was an Instagram before it got sold, so they made, like, X percent. How do you guys, you know, people that participate in these angel deals, when they talk about their total exposure to different asset classes of risk, you mentioned real estate, what kinds of returns are they expecting on these deals, or what are they, what are they planning for maybe in 10, 20 years? Everyone has different preferences. I think many people do it to help the next generation of entrepreneurs, and everyone's thinking that they're going to get maybe a 10 times return, 20 times return, but they have to invest in a portfolio of, of startups, and most fail. So if people say 10 times, 20 times your money, you guys are really greedy. Well, again, most fail. So if we happen to have one that work out, it makes up for the many that fail and then makes some money. Mm -hmm. How do you, uh, when, when you're, when the angels in kind of this, uh, angel group you've put together, start making more and more money and it becomes easy for them to write the hundred thousand dollar check to get in the fund or the $250,000 fund, uh, check into the fund. How do you make sure you like, you keep a solid group of kind of folks in the angel group versus just becoming an LP? Well, you know, members come and go all the time for different reasons. Um, but we always try to um, have an invite-only method of, of members. And um, some people are L um, successful enough. They are LPs in different uh, Silicon Valley funds. So it's um, people have their money in different places. This is not one, uh, one size fits all. And this is not just one asset class that they're investing in. Why is this something that you want to do? You mentioned you're really good at real estate. Why not keep doing real estate deals? Well, I still have a few. I still have cash flowing properties. So yeah, but my question though is if that's working for you, why not go all in? Why not keep doing real estate? The potential of the high returns in tech is it's not like real estate where it's cash flow and it's and it moves slowly. I mean, you we have seen some appreciation over the last few years, but you know, when you're investing in something that works out really well and you know returns are astronomical, but you gotta get into that white. Uh, company. How do you think about the the amount of money you decide, you know, relative to your total net worth, you decide to put each year towards your angel investments versus other things? How do you think about that exposure? Is it 5% of your total net worth, 10%? How do you think about it? I try to keep it a smaller amount. And so it, it varies for each person. Yeah. I, so, yeah, yeah. Manny, you know, I want to get your feedback here, right? So are you talking 5%, 10%? This is valuable to somebody else that might be coming from real estate going, I want to get into high tech. I always suggest to only invest what the person can lose. And if they don't, if they are able to handle that, then they should make the decision that way. Everyone has different financial wherewithals or, 
or uh, abilities. And so it's not so much about percentage because my percentage may be different than someone else because I'm in a different financial status than someone else that has may have a lot more or a lot less. But since I do this as a profession, I have more in the uh, private tech space than probably others do. Oh, so are we and talking ten percent exposure, fifteen, thirty, fifty? Everyone's different. Yeah, Manny, I'm asking you because I'm interviewing you. I want your story, not an average of everybody else. What have you decided to put into your exposure into these high tech companies? I understand it's a personal decision, or I'm saying I don't want to make that as a statement for everyone, but it's uh, greater than normal. What's normal? I think a person should, if they get involved in angel investing, should probably have a small percentage of their portfolio and start to diversify maybe 2 to 5% if they even want to have that dollar amount involved. Great. See, that's helpful, right? My audience likes to take tangible things. So when you say 2 to 5%, that's very helpful for them to start as a baseline versus just saying normal or generic or relative things. So I appreciate that. So you've codified a lot of what you've learned doing high-tech investing in the form of you know, the, the site you've built, right? The crowdfunding site you've built. So tell us what Dream Funded does and how it operates. Uh, Dream Funded allows a everyday American to be able to invest as low as $100 into a company they decide to invest in. They look online and decide for themselves. Do people have to be accredited investors to do this? Uh, we're fortunate that we're the first uh, platform in Silicon Valley in San Francisco to receive the approval to allow, um, they call it non-accredited investors, to invest. So we're accepting both now. So that's why the benefit of the check sizes are smaller, uh, but it's also a long-term investment. And why are what 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 positioning did you use to be able to get that approval? It sounds like that's very special. You're the only one that has it. How did you get it, and why did they give it to you? I've been a uh, on the screening community of Thai Angels. I've been an angel investor for for a while and created our own angel group. So I'm pretty good at due diligence, with sourcing deals, and doing research before we play put them on Dream Funded. Um, I'm sure that helps. Well, many, but to be fair, there's a lot of people that are great at due diligence that are angels. Uh, what did you do? Something specific with the government where you were able to get that approval? Again, how how'd you do that? We, we had. We have to apply to be a, what you call a registered funding portal. Okay. I think one of the reasons that we were first is because I've been involved with the JOBS Act. If you look at the final rules of Title Three of the JOBS Act on the SEC site, there's some I'm mentioned in there a couple of times. So I had an understanding of what the potentially the rules would be before the, actually applying uh, to become a registered funding portal. So maybe I had a jump start in our area. Got it. That's, a, that's totally right. helpful. So I'm looking Bye. at... I'm looking at Dream Funded right now, and I see my my time or me time network blurp me time network. It says their target's 100 grand. There's 12 days left, and there's 10,500 they've raised so far. I can click learn more. It looks like to kind of learn more. So you personally, is it true you've personally have vetted all these deals? That's correct. Okay, and and what happens if something doesn't hit the target raised? Each one has a minimum amount that they will uh, close at. So some are a minimum of 10,000, say if they hit 10,000, that's they'll be the minimum. And if they don't hit their minimum, all their money goes back to the investors. Okay, and are these, um, so how does it work? If someone listening right now wants to do this, maybe they're not an accredited investor, they wanna put a couple hundred bucks into some of these companies, right? I'm, they're on the site, they click on it. Where do they see the minimum amount? I don't see that on the company page here. It should probably be on the right-hand side. 
I see minimum investment for, for example, me time network, it says minimum investment is 500, but what minimum amount do they total have to raise for the thing to close? The target's a hundred grand. Yeah. There's a link to a thing called a form C form C is a legal disclosure that's filed with the sec. And in that form C probably in the first few pages, it'll have that information there. Would an unaccredited investor that's not sophisticated and has no idea what you just said know to go look there to find that information? And if so, why don't they require you to kind of put that out there on the company page? The minimum that they have to close in order to close the transaction? Yeah. That's a good question. Is that an important thing that people should know when they well, make I mean, I'm invest? thinking if my grandma sees something she likes, right, and goes on your site to do it, and she put up 100 bucks, which might be a lot of money for her, and she's going, is it going to close or not? She, she doesn't know. She's thinking, okay, it's got to get to 100. Am I going to get my money back? Is it going to go in? So it makes kind of financial planning hard. Well, um, they'll get emails once they invest and when the closing date's going to be. And if they reach the amount, if not, they'll get the money back. So it's um, maybe we should have some information up there to let them know the minimum they have to close. Good point. Interesting. Okay. And what is the, how do you, I mean, how do you make money off this? Do you take a cut or do you, is you just do the good of your heart or what? I wouldn't believe that by no. the way, if you said that. No, it's 5% <laughs> upon closing. So we get 5% um, of what the closing of the round and 2% of the shares that the company is offering. Okay, so, so go ahead. No, please continue. It, well, no, it sounds so, like you're going to qualify that. All piece of the company as well as a percentage of the amount that they are successful in raising. Got it. And how many how many companies have closed a deal on Dream Funded to date? Over thirty. And and how much total capital raised? Um, from the both accredited and not accredited investor side, over thirty five million. Got it. and. Uh, you said that kind of in a very certain way there. Why did you split out the, the two there? Because the non-accredited investor side is very new. Mm -hmm. And we received their first approval. We, you know, then uh, we haven't released our total funding numbers uh, for the non-accredited investor side yet. Got it. Understood. And uh, no, but was that inclusive of the $35 million or it's exclusive? It's... Included. It's included. Okay, got it. And when was that approval given to you? How many months ago or what, or what year? Um, the official one was in July of 2016, and we received the escrow on, um, we had to have a bank approval. Um, so that was, uh, I think, uh, September 1st. Okay. And so this was obviously created before that, right? That's why, obviously, there's this new thing you've yes. added to it. When did you launch Dream Funded? In the fall of 2014. Oh, great. Okay. And how many, do you have a team? How many folks are working on it? Um, we, have, we have, our team goes up and down, but it's an average of 12 people. Okay. And what makes it fluctuate? Like, is this, do you run it kind of like maybe like a VC firm would where you've got analysts kind of looking at deals or, or what do those people do? Our model changed, um, from the beginning to what it is today. And so when we're working with accredited investors, there's a certain amount of people needed to help increase the base of investors. And then, um, you know, some are, we have some people that are programming the site and involved in marketing and content and, and due diligence There's in legal compliance. Mm -hmm. Got it. Last question here before we wrap Operation. up, before we wrap up with the famous five, if, if a company like I'm looking at one here called work car, right. Uh, comes on uh, here to raise capital. Let's say they hit the target of a hundred grand, but in the process, Bessemer ventures, 
saw this deal on Dream Funded and said, hey, even if you meet your target, don't right. take it. We'll invest. Can they do that? Or, or are they forced to accept if that target is hit? This happened already. There's a company that uh, reached their target and uh, received an investment uh, from a big name company. And so they declined to uh, use our platform. So it happens. There's another company that uh, was very close to raising six figures and they got accepted into an incubator. So yeah. we bring attention to some companies and um, we want the best for the entrepreneur. So it doesn't work out all the time. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Yep, makes good sense. Manny, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I'm always studying Steve Jobs. Number uh, three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? I love the different social media sites, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Those are very good tools for what we're doing. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? It varies. Four, six, eight, it depends. What's the average number that you get per night? Probably six. Six, all right. And uh, what's your current situation? Married, single, you have kids? I'm single. Okay, single. No no kids that you know of? You're funny. You don't, you don't like my sense of humor very much, do you? You're pretty direct. I love your focus. Well, it's good. You have to be. We have 15 minutes. Got to get in and get out. Okay, so not married, no kids. And, and how old are you, Manny? 39. Okay, so last question. Take us back 19 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? That if I uh, kept uh, working on self-development and kept pushing myself over fear, I would be farther along. I think also listening to mentors that are successful and asking questions and really thinking through what they're saying versus disregarding it because I think I'm young and hotshot wisdom and experience really um beats no matter how great talents you have there you guys Sorry. have it from manny he would have worked on self-development sooner yes. tried to suck up more of that wisdom earlier in his career he created dream funded again over 35 million dollars both from both accredited and non-accredited investors raised through his platform he's in a unique position in that folks who are non-accredited can choose to go put up 10 bucks 100 bucks or a very small amount of money into ideas that they like a great way for new companies that are maybe not right for venture capital to go in here and raise money manny thank you for taking us to the top Pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed Manny today, go back and listen to Vinay yesterday. This 31-year-old raised $1.3 million to help you be more efficient in a pretty awkward way. 